your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. So it looks on the surface like uh, Japan is holding uh, UNESCO to ransom for tens of millions of, of dollars. Japan actually recently announcing it will withhold paying its annual duty of 3.8 billion yen to the United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization, better known as UNESCO. Um, and this has been widely interpreted, even by Japanese media, as a move to pressure UNESCO into reforming its Memory of the World program. Uh, last year, for example, China's documents of the Nanjing Massacre were listed on this, despite Japanese opposition. And this year, a new Comfort Women dossier is expected to be submitted for registration by civic groups from 11 nations, including here in Korea, but also China, Taiwan and others. Professor Jeff Kingston, the Director of Asian Studies at Temple University Japan, has previously written in an editorial that Japan's revisionists are a bit like Donald Trump, living in their own alternate reality. Good morning to you, Professor Kingston. Good morning. Uh, thanks for taking time to speak with us. Uh, that's uh, a, a strong accusation, but some would say that's even being unfair on Donald Trump uh, because... You know, this this black and white view of, of history here has caused uh, tremendous pain for decades. Well, I certainly don't think it's unfair to Donald Trump, but uh, I do think that revisionists have undermined uh, Japan's stature uh, around the world. And I think it, uh, you know, does create a significant impediment for regional reconciliation. So in a way, like Trump, uh, they're in denial. And they're trying to make up their own facts, uh, deny the facts that aren't convenient. Uh, they huff and they puff. They deny accusations. They try to discredit uh, anybody who's accusing them. So uh, there are some parallels between them. But this is $37 million worth of, uh, of an expression of displeasure, if we want to call it that. Mm -hmm. uh, is that sufficient? To, to actually force a policy change by UNESCO? Well, UNESCO is sort of uh, in hot water uh, funding-wise because the United States has withheld due since 2011 because it's upset uh, that Palestine joined the organization. And generally speaking, I think the United States views UNESCO as a platform for uh, anti-American bashing. Uh, but Japan, I don't think... Um, is in the same situation as the United States. It's not on the uh, permanent member of the Security Council. Uh, it can't really afford to ignore what other countries think. And given that Japan does think UNESCO is so important, it seems it would be better to work within for reform rather than to uh, send missiles at the organization. So I think it's much more than uh, worried about the you know, last year's Nanjing file and I think it's more focused on the forthcoming submission of a dossier by the countries that you mentioned. Yes, and this comes back to the whole question of whether Japan really recognizes its past wrongdoing, right? I mean, we've, we've had this whole so-called comfort women deal at the end of last year with Seoul, but since then there have been continued discussions over what exactly 
happened with that agreement, whether, for example, uh, there would even be the removal of a statue here in Seoul dedicated to the memory of those mm-hmm. women. I mean, the fact that we're even having conversations like that is very revealing, isn't it? Well, Prime Minister Abe came into politics in 1993, which is the same year that they issued the Kono Statement regarding Japanese state responsibility for the coercive recruitment of comfort women. And he's made it his uh, goal ever since to undermine the Kono Statement, and he thinks that the Asia Women's Fund was uh, a big mistake and that Japan's sort of apology, diplomacy, reconciliation efforts uh, are what he would term masochistic history. So he is dedicated, and his supporters, to rehabilitating Japan's shabby wartime past. And I think that the the problem is, is that's very counterproductive because it draws attention to one of Japan's worst chapters and, you know, takes away attention from all the substantial contributions that Japan has made to the region's uh, peace and prosperity since 1945. But, you know, presumably Shinzo Abe and or his advisors are not lacking in enough intelligence to, to, to understand that what they're doing on the one hand with um, moves to appease Seoul and Washington and others, and on the other hand, blatant actions that completely undermine those other actions, uh, that it would look very contradictory. And if they seem to care about the outside world, how do we explain that? Well, I think that Abe is pragmatic in terms of U.S. security relations, and so clearly Obama administration leaned on him to cut a deal with Seoul over the comfort women so that this would not uh, be uh, an obstacle to uh, tripartite cooperation on security issues. But ideologically, he is committed uh, to a revisionist, whitewashing view of history. And if you look at the recent Japanese textbooks, um, they reveal that. And the new education guidelines require textbooks to adhere to government positions on sensitive history issues. So, for example, there's only one textbook uh, out now that refers to the Comfort Woman, and actually it quotes testimony from Comfort Woman. And they had to put in a disclaimer at the insistence of the education ministry that their views do not conform to the Japanese government's views. So, yes, I think that there is a great inconsistency there. I don't think it's a lack of intelligence. I just think that they are ideologically committed to overturning what they see as the egregious victor's justice of the Tokyo war crimes trial. Right. Um, incidentally, this memory of the world, why is it so mm-hmm. important? I mean, many of us in ordinary life will probably never come across this memory of the world. Um, why to uh, a government would it be of such a critical issue? That's a really good question, because I think unless Japan made a big stink about it, much of the world would not even have noticed. Uh, the memory of the World Register doesn't, you know, get a lot of attention. I don't think a lot of people are, you know, cruising the web looking at, well, what's on that, you know, register? Mm. So I think that actually they've drawn attention to this, and I think that that is also counterproductive. But Japan's position essentially is that UNESCO seems to be biased 
against Japan, but you know, the evidence is to the contrary. For example, last year they accepted a Japanese dossier on Soviet mistreatment of Japanese POWs at the end of the war. Uh, they also turned down a Chinese submission of a government dossier, and they recognized a number of Japanese Meiji-era industrial sites for UNESCO World Heritage designation. And at that time, there was a compromise between South Korea and Japan. Uh, and because these sites had used uh, Korean slave labor, and so Korea, uh, you know, agreed to remove its objections as long as Japan put up signage that explained this. And so then the uh, Japanese ambassador to UNESCO said, well, good. You know, we'll, we'll put up signage that acknowledges that these people were forced to work. And so everybody, you know, left the meeting, that sort of goodwill feeling. We finally, you know, made a compromise and both sides walked away happy. But then the next day, uh, the Japanese foreign minister, Kishida, said, well, you know, forced to work is not the same as forced labor. And, of course, he's wrong on that. But the fact that he thought it was necessary to assert that is odd and yeah. playing to his constituents, and uh, it removed all the goodwill that they had generated by the agreement. It never ceases to amaze me, the lack of either common sense or um, the the extent of, of, of pride that seems to um, get in the way of, of basic governance and basic diplomacy. Professor Kingston, thank you very much for taking the time to explain from your position uh, where we are with this whole dispute. Pleasure to, you. Pleasure to have you on the line. Professor Jeff Kingston from Temple University, Japan. As I said, even uh, Japan's own media, uh, if you head online, you want to see it in English, look at the Japan Times, for example, um, which can sometimes seem like it's uh, a little one-sided on issues like comfort women, uh, not on Korea's side, certainly. But on this one, uh, is uh, not particularly happy with the government's stance there in Japan on holding UNESCO effectively to ransom. You can share your thoughts right now. Tweet us at EFM this morning.